Hey there, it's Nick. While we're in our off-season, we're bringing you some of our favorite episodes from our archives and presenting work from people we love and are inspired by. This month, we're proud to present the work of Gregory Whitehead, a radio playwright and audio artist whose work can sometimes be difficult to come across in the digital world. This is On the Shore Dimly Seen, based on true documentary materials and originally produced for the Creative Audio Unit at the Australian Broadcasting Corporation. We'll be back at you with new episodes September 26th, so set your calendars. On the sh- Who is there? A detainee with a number. The number 063. And a team. An interrogation team. What could be more American, more all-American, than an interrogation team? Where are we? In a booth. On an island. Far away from here. Or is it maybe... Closer than we think? The booth tells me everything about nothing, and nothing matters more than that during this time when nothing matters more than anything. The booth smells like a tropical swamp. The booth feels empty and ominous. The booth smells like fear, like a theater of fear. On the shore, dimly seen through the mist of a deep where the foes howdy host in dread silence Zero Dark Hundred Interrogation Team entered the booth and played the national anthem Full Stop. Detainee was made to stand and put his hand over his heart Full Stop. Lead explained rules to Detainee Ran, pride, and ego down approach. Full stop. Played loud music to keep detainee awake. Full stop. Zero to thirty. Detainee taken to bathroom and walk. Corman checked vitals. Dash. Okay. Full stop. Zero three hundred. Detainee offered food and water. Dash. Eats crackers. Comma. Peanut butter. Comma. And drinks water with Kool-Aid. Stop. 
Oh 
conversation between a journalist named Chuck and a torturer named Dick. Episode 1 Dick Morning Chuck Full stop Chuck Let me start with quoting you you said earlier this week, come, quote, torture was something that was very carefully avoided, full stop, unquote. It implies that you have a definition of what torture is, full stop. What is it? Question mark. Dick. We were very careful to stop short of torture. We worked hard to stay short of that definition. Full stop. Chuck. What is that definition? Question mark. Dick. All of the techniques that were authorized by the president were blessed by the Justice Department. One detainee was subjected to involuntary rectal feeding and rectal hydration. Full stop. It included two bottles of Ensure. Later in the same day, his lunch tray consisting of hummus, pasta, sauce, nuts and raisins was pureed and rectally infused. That wasn't dash chuck. Does that meet the definition of torture? Question mark. Dick. That does not meet the definition of what was used in the program. Full stop. Chuck. I understand. Full stop. But does that meet the definition of torture in your mind? What was done here certainly was not one of the techniques that was approved. Full stop. I believe it was done for medical reasons. Full stop. Chuck. There is no medical dash. Dick. That was not something that was done as part of the interrogation program. But you won't call it torture. Full stop. Dick. It wasn't torture in terms of it wasn't part of the program. Full stop. Elements of the first special interrogation plan as approved by U.S. Secretary of Defense Donald Rumsfeld with on-site improvisations and interpretations made by the executors of the plan. One, beating. Two, stress position. Three, involuntary enemas. Four, threats including rape made against family members. Five, forced nudity in the presence of female personnel. 
sleep deep six. Tight restraints for many months on end, day and night. Seven, lowering the temperature in the room, creating an ice box. Eight, restraint on the swivel chair for long periods. Nine, training a detainee to act as a dog. And ten, forcing him to watch puppet shows depicting sexual acts between him and Osama bin Laden at his mock birthday party. Eleven, sleep deprivation. Twelve, loud music, including the stars spangled banner and white noise. Thirteen, forcing the detainee to pray to Bin Laden. Fourteen, various interrogation scenarios described as pride and ego down, circumstantial evidence, fear up, while Qaeda falling apart. Fifteen, threats of extraordinary rendition to countries of torture. Sixteen, strip searches. Seventeen, body cavity searches. Eighteen, prohibiting detainees from praying during Ramadan. Nineteen, threatening to desecrate the Quran in front of him. Twenty, forced to pick up trash while being called a pig. Twenty-one, forcible administration of IVs by medical staff. Prohibiting detainees from praying during Ramadan. Zero four hundred. Lead established control over detainee by instructing him not to speak and enforcing by playing loud music and yelling. Full stop. Detainee tried to regain control several times by starting to talk about his cover story. Detainee was not listened to. Full stop. Zero five thirty. Detainee was taken to bathroom and walked for twenty minutes. Zero six hundred. Futility approach was run. Rules have changed. Theme was run. Full stop. It can get a lot worse. Theme was run. Full stop. Detainee attempted to talk, but was silenced by interrogator through yelling and loud music. Detainee cursed interrogator and pleaded his innocence. Full stop. Circumstantial evidence theme was run. Full stop. 
interrogator turned on the music and left the booth for the last 20 minutes of the shift. Come. Detainee screamed for the interrogator to come back as he departed the booth. Zero seven hundred detainee was put to bed. Full stop. Ten thirty detainee woke up on his own and requested to go to the bathroom. Full stop. He was taken to the bathroom and walked for ten minutes. Ladies and gentlemen, announcing the total theater of torture within the spectacular dramaturgy of the perpetual war on terror. First, let us celebrate and enunciate the extreme asymmetry of power. Let us test the limits of powerlessness. Let us push those limits into the blackness. Second, let us enumerate and regurgitate that the victim is known and named while the torturer remains anonymous and let us take maximum advantage of our own anonymity, for are we not the world champions of privacy? Third, we shall grab our victims by the hair and have a close, probing look at their painful double bind. Either take it hard up the crevice or betray others, many of whom are perfect strangers. Fourth, let us fillet and debone our victim through a constant infliction of destabilizing fictions, such as reports of harm to loved ones. Let us strip him of his skeleton and transform these human actors into jellyfish. confine our captives in spaces chosen or designed to convey the absence of air, the absence of light, the absence of movement, the absence of life. Let us give them an overwhelming sense of the space of death. We await their last utterances eagerly.
Sixth, let us manipulate time such that treatments appear to be interminable, infinite. There is no time but this time. There is no God but this God. There is no sustenance but this oblivion. Eleven hundred, second shift began by waking the detainee to music. Full stop. Interrogators told detainee how happy they were that he was back. Full stop. Detainee was mostly unresponsive. Full stop. Reinforced the notion that the detainee would be here a long time. Full stop. Twelve fifteen. Detainee was taken to bathroom and walked ten minutes. Full stop. Food and water were offered and the detainee ate one MRE and drank a bottle of water. Stop. Interrogators engaged the detainee in conversation about marriage and dating. Stop. Detainee said that he had a chance to marry but refused. Stop. He said that he would like to marry someday. Full stop. The detainee then stated that he was having emotional problems and needed to see a doctor for this. Full stop. Detainee stated the jinns had control of his emotions and only a trained doctor could help him. He stated that he would tell everything to a doctor in the same way that he had previously stated that he would tell all if he was taken back to Cuba. Full stop. Detainee was told he would have to describe what was wrong before a doctor could be brought in. Full stop. Detainee became unresponsive 
Upon hearing this, Fourteen hundred. Detainee was taken to bathroom and walked ten minutes. Detainee offered water. Dash. Refused. Interrogators covered the resistance techniques he had used and asked him to perform the crazy Muhammad Facial expressions again. Full stop. Detainee began to cry. Full stop. Interrogators recounted the quote, emotional Muhammad unquote, from earlier in the session, and the detainee became stoic again. Arguments in favor of psychological no-touch torture as developed by the CIA. Elusivity. Unlike physical torture, psychological torture lacks clear signs of abuse and makes forensic detection difficult, greatly complicating accountability, prosecution, or compensation of victims. Arguments in favor of psychological no-touch torture as developed by the CIA. Resilience. Psychological torture is disguised by scientific language and empirical data that appeals to policymakers and avoids any obvious physical brutality that may outrage the public. No-touch torture also often employs medical personnel to reinforce such resilience. Arguments in favor of psychological no-touch torture as developed by the CIA. Adaptable. Over the many years since its discovery, the CIA's psychological paradigm has proved surprisingly fluid, with each sustained application producing on-site innovations and improvisations, such as those documented in photographs from Abu Ghraib. Arguments in favor of psychological no-touch torture as developed by the CIA. Destructive. Although seemingly less brutal than physical methods, the CIA's no-touch torture actually leaves deep psychological scars, scars on the soul, and on the most fundamental structure of the personality. Conversation between a journalist named Chuck and a torturer named Dick 
Episode 2 Chuck Let me ask you about another detainee Handcuffed to an overhead bar So he could not lower his arms Full stop 22 hours each day For two consecutive days In order to break his resistance Full stop He was also wearing a diaper and had no access to toilet facility. Full stop. Was that part of the program that you approved? Question mark. Dick. I can't tell from that specific whether it was or not. Full stop. Chuck. It's on dash. Dick. I know we had... Page 53 of the report. Full stop. Dick. The report is seriously flawed. Full stop. They didn't talk to anybody who knew anything about the program. Full stop. Chuck. I guess. Dash. I guess. So not true, full stop, Chuck. But some of these tactics went above and beyond what was approved, full stop, Dick. Not true, full stop, Chuck. Let me read you another one here. A detainee who spent a total of 266 hours, 11 days, Two hours, in a large coffin-sized confinement box, 29 hours in a small confinement box, width of 21 inches, depth of 2.5 feet, height of 2.5 feet, full stop. That's on page 42, full stop. Is that going to meet the definition of torture? I think that was, in fact, one of the approved techniques. Interrogation techniques permitted. Direct approach, incentive approach, emotional love, emotional hate, fear up harsh, fear up mild, decreased fear down, pride and ego up. Pride and ego down, futility technique, we know all, establish your identity, repetition, file and dossier, Mutt and Jeff, rapid, silence. These techniques can be used in any sequence or combination. Keep in mind that once the egg is cracked, it must be scrambled. Alternately, once the egg has been scrambled, it must be cracked. 1615 Offered water to detainee, dash. Refused, full stop. Loud music was played, and the interrogators began yelling at the detainee, full stop. Pride and ego down approach was run, full stop. Al-Qaeda falling apart, 
theme was used. Full stop. 1715. Offered water to detainee. Refused. Full stop. 1800. Detainee taken to bathroom and exercised 10 minutes. Eighteen thirty, detainee became very annoyed with the female invading his personal space. Full stop. He spit on her several times. Full stop. He tried to push her away using his head. Full stop. He attempted to move her chair by using his feet to push her chair away from him. Detainee was offered water, but he refused to drink it. Full stop. 1930. Detainee was offered water, but he refused it. Full stop. He was taken to the latrine. Full stop. Medical representative weighed detainee and logged detainee's weight at 119 pounds. Full stop. He was 123 pounds with a three-piece suit. Full stop. 2000. Detainee ate two cheese-filled pretzels, and when he was given his meal, he accepted it and began to eat. Full stop. He devoured all of his MRE. Full stop. 2030. Detainee was exercised for good circulation and overall good health. Full stop. He was also taken to the latrine. He was offered water, but he refused. Full stop. 3 stunning discoveries in the history of psychological torture. Discovery number 1. In the early 1950s, Dr. Donald Hebb found that sensory deprivation could induce a mental state resembling psychosis in just 48 hours. After just 2 to 3 days of sensory deprivation, sitting in a cubicle wearing goggles, gloves, and earmuffs, quote, the subject's very identity had begun to disintegrate. Unquote. Discovery number two. During the 1950s, 
a team of doctors at the Cornell Medical Center, working under contract for the CIA, established that the KGB's most devastating torture technique simply forced the victim to stand for days at a time, while the legs swelled, the skin erupted in lesions, the kidney shut down, and hallucinations began. Oh, the on the Discovery number three. A Yale psychologist named Stanley Milgram conducted obedience experiments, asking ordinary New Haven citizens to deliver electric shocks on command, and discovered that just about anyone could be trained to inflict pain, above all, when performed in the name of science and education. Conversation between a journalist named Chuck and a torturer named Dick. Episode 3. Chuck, have you read the whole report? Question mark. Dick, I've read parts of it. Full stop. The whole report. Hasn't even been released. Full stop. Chuck. Right. All you've gotten is the 500 pages. Full stop. Dick. Yeah, that's all you've got. Full stop. Chuck. This is the executive summary. It's a flawed report. Full stop. It didn't begin to approach what's required by way of responsible oversight. Full stop. Chuck. Does it plant any seed of doubt in you, though? Question mark. Dick. No. No seed of doubt at all, question mark. All this, dash, dick. Absolutely not, full stop, chuck. All of this information in here, hundreds of pages, no seeds of doubt whether this worked or not, full stop, dick. It worked, 
It absolutely did work. Full stop. Delta Charlie Delta. Dependency. Compliance. Dread. A. Sensory deprivation. When a detainee is deprived of sensory input for an uninterrupted period for approximately six to eight hours, it is not uncommon for them to experience visual, auditory, and or tactile hallucinations. If deprived of input, the brain will make it up. This tactic is used in conjunction with other methods to produce dislocation of expectations and induce emotions. B. Sensory overload. This includes being continuously exposed to bright flashing lights, loud music, annoying or irritating sounds such as the national anthem. This tactic elevates the agitation level of a detainee and increases their emotionality as well as enhances the effects of isolation. C. Disruption of sleep and biorhythms. Sleep patterns are purposefully disrupted to make it more difficult for the detainee to think clearly, concentrate, and make rational decisions. If the sequence ABC proves ineffective, try CBA or BAC. If dependency proves elusive, focus on compliance. If compliance slips away, induce dread. If dread produces silence, wipe the scenario clean and begin again. Delta Charlie Delta. Dependency. Compliance. Dread. Twenty thirty. Detainee was exercised for good circulation and overall good health. Full stop. He was also taken to the latrine. He was offered water, but he refused. Full stop. 2140. Detainee was offered water. He refused to take the water. Full stop. He was taken to the latrine. He did not use it. He stood at the door and waited until we allowed him to return to the interrogation booth. Full stop. 22.30. Detainee was taken to bathroom. Full stop. Detainee urinated on himself as he was being taken to the latrine. Detainee was allowed to clean himself while in the bathroom. Full stop. 
he was offered water and refused full stop. 2307, detainee was exercised. Full stop. 2339, medical representative took detainee's pulse rate and vital signs. Full stop. She said they were all normal. Detainee was taken to the latrine. Full stop. He refused water. Full stop. He refused water. That was On the Shore Dimly Seen, composed and directed by Gregory Whitehead, with narration by Anne Underland and music by Gelsey Bell. The name of DT&E 063 is Muhammad Al-Qahtani, who has been charged twice with terrorism-related activities, but both times those charges were dropped because the evidence was deemed inadmissible due to torture. Al-Qahtani is still in Guantanamo Bay today. <laughs> 